Hi, I'm Katie Roaring. And I'm Eric Roaring. And we're the founders of Fontana Candle Co. In four years, we took our hobby of making candles in our basement and selling them at craft shows and makers markets, and we turned Fontana into a nationally recognized e-commerce brand. This year, we are doing seven figures of revenue and have 12 employees. So how did we do it? Welcome to the Candle Couple Podcast, where we will share the nitty gritty of scaling our e-commerce brand quickly. We are spilling the tea, so hopefully we can help you scale your brand quickly too. This is episode 13, Weathering the Seasonality of Candle Businesses. We're talking about this now. It's mid-March as we're recording. Yeah, this is an easy topic for us to talk about because this is what we're coming into right now. heavy on our minds. So the big question is, do you have a seasonal business? Us, we do, of course. We have Candle Company. That's our primary source of revenue. Candles are seasonal. People don't really want a fire in their house in June and July when it's 100 degrees outside. A lot of people are on vacations in the summer. They're not home. They're out and about. They're outside. People just aren't at home and they're not nesting like they are in the winter. Right. And there isn't really a big gifting season in the summer months. Mother's Day is kind of our last one and then it's quiet. It can be hard to survive. It can be very hard to survive. That's a big question is, is your business season? Do you sell ice cream? Do you sell chocolates? Do you sell ski equipment? Our audience, they're candle makers. Their business is seasonal. Do you offer other products that would be used in the summertime to offset some of your seasonality? Or do you just embrace the seasonality and take some time off and enjoy the slow season. I think we've asked the question every podcast we've had of what do you want out of your business? If you have a seasonal business and you're comfortable with it being seasonal and you are able to make enough money when you're open and take the off season off, awesome. Like that does sound wonderful. It does sound wonderful until it's busy season and we have 12 people working for us and we have to wonder what we're doing with them. during off season. So I think it also comes down to how do you want to structure your labor force? Mm. You can have a seasonal business that you have seasonal employees and you have temp staff, you know, during the holidays to get through, but that's not what we decided to do. We do have a couple of employees who prefer some more seasonality Mm -hmm. in that they're retired and summer vacations that they don't want to work full time. And that works great for us. But we also have a bunch of employees who aren't that way and need full-time work. Having the core group of employees that are really trained and know what they're doing and we don't have a lot of fresh faces each season makes our product that much more consistent, Mm -hmm. like our shipping that much more consistent. They understand our operations. And they're part of the team. Yes. Like we're a family. We're a family. So for our story, we are a seasonal business. We have employees that need full-time work year round. It's becoming scarier in the sense in that it's the off season and we haven't had this many employees before. So our peak business starts about Mm mid-August. Like you can tell people are starting to be in the mood for some pumpkin spice candles and all those lovely fall scents. That hits mid-August, especially with uh, wholesale boutiques starting to order for fall. Of course, September, October, November, we are slammed. But our season does go pretty 
pretty steadily until Mother's Day. Then we notice a sheer drop off in candle sales. Today, with 12 employees who do need full time work and coming into our off season, we are really working and focusing on diversifying our products and becoming not so seasonal. Because we could really say, okay, in June, we're slowing down, but we know that fall's right around the corner and mm. fall candles. We should start stocking up in June on fall and holiday candles to be ready for our demand. That's but right. that sucks up our cash. There's a ton of cash constraints that way. Yep. If we're working on selling or building inventory for the next three or four months where we make 80% of our revenue, mm -hmm. that means we're spending... 80% of our cost of goods sold in months prior, which is going to consume a lot of cash and is very scary. Could you maybe say that in a non-accounting way for people that don't understand? So we're going to be selling 80% of our volume in October, November, December, which means we have to make it in July, August, September, which means we're going to be spending 80% of our cost of goods buying the materials buying to the make material them. early to make them in order to sell them, which means we have to have a ton of cash saved to buy all the raw ingredients early before we sell them. It hurts to have to buy all your ingredients in our slowest cash flow season. Right. This is where anytime you've ever heard cash is king, it doesn't matter what your PL is at the end of the year, if it's positive or negative. Your profit and loss. Right. I have to help him to yeah, tone right. down the accountant speak for everyone. If your profit and loss is positive or negative at the end of the year, that doesn't matter if you need to spend $100,000 of cash in July and you don't have it. You have to manage your cash throughout the year. And knowing that we're a seasonal business, that's how we set up our business. We build a nest egg for the entire year to weather the storm of June and July when it's really slow. One of the ways that we're trying to ease that is diversifying away from being just a candle company and mm -hmm. broadening the products that we offer. Because as much as we love candles, like it comes down to they're really not a necessary product. No. Like people don't have to have candles in their life. They like them, they want them, but they don't need them. Fortunately, we live in a day and age where candles aren't a necessity. We have electricity we now. We have electricity. <laughs> we do want to diversify our portfolio so that we can have a sustainable yes. business year round for our employees. So for example, soap is very much a necessity. You run out, you're going to reorder soap. Lip balm. For lip you, balm. lip balm is a necessity. Lip balm Eric, is an hourly necessity. Eric's obsessed with lip balm. They're, like he has them all over the house. So lip balm is a lip necessity. <laughs> There's just so many items that can be made with a lot of the same ingredients that we use from our candles and it is very much in the same wheelhouse and complement our candles through doing scent stories like, oh, you like our lemon orange candle. Well, now you can get a lemon orange room spray. You could get a lemon orange soap. You could get a lemon orange lip balm. So really building out the portfolio by scent and cross-selling different products by customers' favorite candle scents. That's in a very important segment that you called out there in that, yes, we started as a candle company. Mm -hmm. We make candles. That's where we make most of our money. In one of our earliest episodes of this, we said our why and understanding our why. Our why of this company is to disrupt the fragrance industry and replace fragrance with a natural alternative. That is our why is the reason we can diversify into right. other products. We know what we're going to diversify into and how it fits into our story. Mm -hmm. Lip balm is a heavily scented product. Soap is a heavily scented product with fragrance that we want to eliminate. We have a understanding of how to do that in candles and can extrapolate that to 
a multitude of products yes. and it fits with our why it fits with our mission and it doesn't say someone looking at our business mm-hmm. of you're a candle company why are you making lip balms right it's very clear when you understand our mission and our why but i will also say i believe we shot ourselves in the foot when naming our company by having candle co right in the name yes that is something that we have learned as we've grown this business that mm-hmm. that probably wasn't the best name no. so we are in the process of doing a big rebrand. Rebranding's painful and it kind of scares me a little bit. I don't want to lose any of the market share that we gained being Fontana Candle Co. I don't want to lose any of the SEO, the search engine optimization we've built up, any of that brand recognition and goodwill. So that's why our new name is very similar, but we're getting rid of that Candle Co. And again, though, it comes back to this fits with what we're trying to do today. We have a marketing and a brand story around it that works. Right. It's if we wanted to start getting into selling technology or iPads or something like that, that doesn't fit with what we're doing. This is a very natural feeling extension to Fontana. So if you do have a seasonal business, like you probably do, how can you take your mission of your candle company and expand it to a different product? Something that's not as seasonal. Yes. If you have, if your why and your mission is having kitschy labels with funny sayings on them. You could you could probably extrapolate that. Easily. Yeah. Oh, easily yeah. from cups and mugs for summer drinks to coasters to all sorts of things. Well, if you're that a lifestyle you brand. Exactly. Easy. Yeah. Right. So how can you take your mission of your candle company or your seasonal business and extrapolate that to another season? Shipping candles in the summer. It's terrible. How do we do it, Eric? Do you want to explain? We ship everything with an ice pack. We pay for more expensive shipping to go faster in certain regions of the country because those mail trucks get extremely Mm -hmm. hot and the sun beating on them. We've had more candles than we care to share melted in transit. It's not a great brand experience. It's not a great brand experience. It's very frustrating for the customer and for us. Mm. We do take very high diligence in cold packing our products, mm-hmm. which is a huge expense for I us. I would say we really start looking at turning that on around Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Especially for the southern mm-hmm. states. Yeah, Texas, Florida, Arizona. Oh, the melted ones that come out of Arizona. It's hot. It's painful. That does add a lot of cost to us for business. It's How much are those cost. packs? Each ice pack is 50 cents. And then we have two shipping stations with two shippers. So we have two huge chest freezers in our facility full of ice packs in the summer. And then there's added weight to it. So mm-hmm. a candle that could go first class in the winter <laughs> <Not anymore. laughs> gets bumped up to the next class. And that's an extra five-ish dollars uh-huh. of shipment that we pay for. been really tough moving a seasonal business outside of its season because there's more costs associated with it. That's where we're really working on expanding. How do we bring more revenue throughout the year, raising up those peaks and valleys of revenue throughout the entire year? So if you do have a seasonal business, understanding your seasonality is very important. Understanding your labor force and how you need to develop your labor force based on your seasonality is extremely important. And understanding your cash flow, if you do have a seasonal business where you do need to use a lot of working capital right before your busy season starts, which is also one of your leanest times in cash, making sure that you have that nest egg and working capital available for the upcoming season is extremely important for you. And then as you look to diversify your offerings, making 
sure that those offerings fit in with your why as a company and understanding how they fit with your mission is very important so that your customers don't see you as two different companies. They just see you as one company over many product extensions that fit with your mission and why. And then before you go ahead and name your company, make sure you really, really want to be just a candle company before you add that to your name. Having a name that can be broader utilized amongst many products a is name, very beneficial. A name that can grow with you as you grow. So subscribe and follow along for more e-commerce success tips so you can build a seven-figure e-commerce brand too.